Hi friends, this is Megan, and you're listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, where we encourage women to love Jesus and live purposely in every area of life. Hello friends, and welcome back to the She Lives Purposely podcast. I, well first, my name is Megan, and I am the founder of She Lives Purposely and the host of this podcast, and I'm so excited that you are here and that you are listening and that you have tuned into this episode. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and also to leave a review to let others know what you think about the podcast, if they should give it a listen, which I hope that you think they should, um, and all of those good things. Okay. I am so excited for this episode. This is something I have to say, like since the beginning of Sheila's Purposely, for literally years before Sheila's Purposely, this kind of like apologetics topic goal stuff of like all things Christianity and life has been one of my favorite things. And I think that is because um, transparently for years, I struggled with doubts when it came to my faith all throughout junior high and high school and into the beginning of college, um, leading right into my first semester of Bible college. So like I have dived into so many books on all things doubts and apologetics and faith and proof and um, different things like that, articles upon articles and just really have talked to so many people about all those things because it's something that I really struggled with. I even actually took a class on different religion when I was in Bible college um, and began to write notes on it, study this other religion strictly for the purpose of like even getting to know better my own faith Um, and it was just really powerful so I think it is just really um, an important topic because I know from struggling with it myself from struggling with doubts and questions and all these things that I am not alone in that I know that there are probably the majority of Christians especially if they grew up in the church Um, a lot of people have at one point in their life um struggled with that and that's not like a prerequisite if you haven't don't feel like you have to (laughs) definitely I don't think it's something that you have to deconstruct um there I said it I don't think you need to deconstruct your faith but um if you are in a position where you feel like you are struggling with your faith and doubting and all those things know that you are not alone um at all the majority of Christians I talk to, I think, have actually struggled in that area. And so all that to say, I'm excited for this episode because we are talking about absolute truth and if that is a thing. And I think that's a very um, almost base level topic of conversation when it comes to all things doubting, like, because is, is there even a thing as absolute truth? And if there is, why does it have to be Christianity? Like, why can't it be something else? Why can't all roads lead to heaven? All those kind of thoughts. Um, how do I know for sure? All those kind of things. I actually wanted to, maybe I will someday, even put a whole page on Sheila's Purposely of references and articles and resources relating to doubts and apologetics. So if you think I should, feel free to DM me and let me know. I actually would really appreciate it because that's something that I will definitely jump on then because I know I would have loved that, but to know that you would have to would be incredible to know. And then I'll actually, you know, do that. So let me know if you think that would be helpful. Um, so like I said, whatever season you're in, I know that doubts and struggles happen at every single age. So don't feel ashamed. No, first and foremost too, that the Lord already knows your heart and your mind. He's already, um, 
he already knew that you were going to be doubting and questioning if you are. Um, and he already has every single answer that you are looking for, um, which is incredible to know. But don't feel like you have to hide it from the Lord. I would encourage you to actually bring it to the Lord. Bring all of your questions to him. Lay them at his feet. Continue to serve him and love him and let him answer those things and meet you. Um, he already knows, so don't feel ashamed to bring those things to him. So, all that to say, I'm really excited for this episode, and we are just going to dive in. Is there a such thing as absolute truth? This question is truly summed up to or broken down to mean, is anything true? Because if something is true, that is an absolute. And if nothing is true, then what are we here for? Why do we exist? What are we living for? If it's not true, it's a lie. More often than not, this question, is there such thing as absolute truth, comes in when we're talking about all things faith. Is there such thing as absolute truth? When it comes to faith, why can't we all believe our own things? Okay, well, for one, this is a question that I really want to dissect. Um, You know, why can't all roads lead to heaven? Why can't multiple religions be right? Why can't we just let people believe what they want to believe? We can let people believe what they want to believe, but the fact of the matter is, and this is what we're going to talk about, there is something that is true, and so there, everything else has to be wrong. Um, so when it comes to faith, why can't we believe our own things? Well, for one, if the argument is to say that we can all believe our own things, then theoretically, that would have to be absolutely true, but that's besides the point. Why does there need to be one thing that's true? Well, we all have to come from somewhere. That is true. There has to be something that happens when we die. That is true. There probably should be a reason to life. You know that I believe there is, so that is probably true. What is the one area that claims to answer all of these questions? It's religion or it's science. So why can't the answer just be whatever we want it to be? Why does one thing have to be true? Well, every belief system contradicts each other in some way. So the option that everything or anything goes or multiple things goes can't be true because they all contradict. If you say that you can be Christian or Muslim, the Christian or the Muslim, if they actually follow that faith, would say that's incorrect because the two religions contradict each other. And they contradict Buddhism, Hinduism, New Ageism, etc. So you can't have it all or any because if you actually want to claim any of them, you have to choose just one because they all contradict each other. As a Christian, Christ demands to be known as the only way. And if you follow Christ, truth is not up to you to decide. It is up to him. I think so often we decide that we are indeed the leaders of what is true. We absolutely declare that it is absolutely true, that there is no absolute truth. Sometimes we say that God would want this without referring to what he says in his own words. And in doing so, we become the leader of our own new faith. We claim a religion, but then we twist it so it's not actually that religion anymore. It's our own religion. And we call ourselves Christians maybe, when in reality, we're not because we're making up our own rules. Rules that contradict the faith that we claim we're under. We say, many roads lead to heaven, or we can't tell others they're wrong and why. Who said? Instagram, your professor, here is your permission to seek it out yourself. If you claim to be a Christian, 
Nowhere does Christ say, whatever you want to do, go for it and you're in heaven. No worries. I totally understand. It's a really hard world. Things are confusing. Whatever you want to do. No. He actually says in John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In John 10, 9, Jesus says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. John 8, 24 says, I told you that you would die in your sin for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sin. So here, very explicitly over and over and over again, Jesus is claiming to be the answer. And if Jesus is claiming to be the answer, then that means other religions cannot possibly be the answer. Um, So he really is actually claiming to be the absolute truth. So if we are deciding, you know, that there has to be some sort of absolute truth again, because like I said earlier, even if we're saying there's no absolute truth, that statement in itself technically is supposed to be absolutely true. So there has to be some absolute truth. And now we know um, that Jesus actually claims to be that absolute truth. He claims to be the right religion. He claims to be the way to heaven. Um, and so this whole episode is not necessarily going to, I mean, it's a little bit going to argue about why I believe that that's actually the right religion, um, and the right faith and absolutely true. But, um, as a whole, we're really dissecting into the fact that something has to be absolutely true. Jesus claims that he is. And so let's dive into that, um, just a little more. If you are not a Christian and you are taking a look at all religions, it would be point blank irresponsible of you and the people who told you to believe that there is no truth without studying what everyone else believes. Because if everything goes, nothing goes. Every religion contradicts itself. So if you are looking at other religions and you're not sure which one it is and you're like, well, let's just do all of them or any of them are okay, then you didn't actually look into any of the religions and you're making up your own new one. Um, and and they all contradict themselves. So that statement just can't really function. Um If you hold that none of these religions are right because there is no absolute truth, I'll say it again. Are you absolutely right on that? Wouldn't that be absolutely true? Something has to be right. We have to align ourselves with some belief we agree with. And because they all contradict each other, only one of them can be true. Even if none of them are, then that's the truth. So we have learned why there has to be some truth, and I'm sure there's some people out there definitely who could come at me with different arguments, but ultimately you get the idea of what I'm saying. There has to be some absolute truth. I happen to believe that it is the Christian God, and I'm going to dive into why. And again, before I do this, um, I do want you to know that just as a perspective thing, maybe I have studied um one particular other religion very in depth. Um, I do definitely acknowledge that there are people who hold very tightly to their religions and very firmly and with reason and all of those things. And I mean no disrespect to other people. But again, like I said, and, and I've talked with friends of mine of other religions, and we have both agreed that as much as we respect the other person and their faith, we ultimately think that they are wrong because we believe we're right and not both of them can be right. And if we believe that we are right, then we have to share those things with other people because it is a life or death answer. So 
I'm going to dive into that here. Um, this is why I believe in the Christian God. And this is just a really quick synopsis. We don't have all the time in the world in this episode. Maybe I'll create a separate episode specifically answering this question. I think it's really an important question. And again, like I said, a question that I struggled with for years. Um, but I'm going to dive into four different reasons that I believe that the Christian God is the true God. And again, they're just kind of brief summaries. Um, I'm also going to be linking something in the show notes below, but there are a ton of resources on these things. And if you are genuinely curious, feel free hundred percent to reach out in my DMS on Instagram, email me, um, whatever it is. And I will get you those resources because I think it's very important. And, um, I definitely understand where you're coming from. So let's dive in. The first thing that I want to talk about is revelations, not the book of revelation, but just revelations that people have. <clears throat> people have unbelievable stories of seeing Jesus or angels or visions um, or what have you telling them about the gospel in the New Testament, the Christian gospel, not just people in the Bible. And we have all those stories that actually have countless um, people like testifying that that actually happened, which is really crazy. Um, and if you look at different things about history and you know even if we have one or two documents saying something happened we're like oh that's historic but somehow we actually deny that like Jesus did all of these things when there's countless testimonies of it so it's just fascinating to really if you look into that to look into that um but all that to say there's multiple revelations in scripture of course of Jesus and angels and visions and things like that but what I'm actually talking about is things in the present day um personally my own friends I have not had any of these experiences um but I have friends who have had these experiences and I know like friends of friends who have had these experiences um which have been absolutely wild where they have literally encountered visions um that seem to be Jesus or you know we're Jesus or angels or things like that speaking to them about Jesus and the gospel and all of those things and um just you know things along those lines but I do think it's important not to base our entire faith based on those revelations because there are different um, revelations that others have had based on other religions. But I think this is a very incredible kind of piece of, I guess, something substantial that can point to the Christian God being the true God. The second thing I really want to talk about and I think is really fascinating is prophecy. The amount of prophecies fulfilled by Jesus from the Old Testament by itself is literally supernatural. Um, and I'm going to actually link this article here in the show notes, but um, this article says mathematics and astronomy professor Peter W. Stoner made a statement that the chances of just eight prophecies coming true by sheer chance is one in 10 17th. So that's like a one with 17 or 18, 17, I think zeros behind it. So it's like literally impossible. That would be, he elaborates, the equivalent to covering the whole state of Texas with silver dollars two feet deep and then expecting a blindfolded man to walk across the state and on the very first try find the one coin you marked. Um, so, but he goes on to make the point, there are over 300 prophecies. Again, that was if eight of them prophecies came true. There are over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament that point directly to the Messiah, aka the Savior talked about in Judaism, and Jesus fulfills them all. 
Um, so again, I'm going to link that article in the show notes and that's something that you can look into on your own beyond this article because I, if you're anything like me, you want to look at all of the stats and all the information because I'm so skeptical about every piece of information that I get. Um, and so you can, you can look more into that, but that is absolutely again, supernatural and miraculous in and of itself. The fact that Jesus had fulfilled all of those Messiah prophecies, um, it's actually basically impossible, but it happened, which is crazy. So number three, another reason I believe that um, the Christian God is the true God is miracles. Um, Again, I want to say this, like I am referring to, of course, all of the miracles that Jesus did um, historically that again have many witnesses, but I'm also talking about miracles today that happen by prayer. Stories of, you know, like conferences that happen with like open stadiums where the whole place is raining outside of them, but the stadium itself has remained dry, like miraculous things. People that have gotten baptized and came up who were blind and are no longer blind, like present day stuff, you guys, that is just crazy miracles that have taken place miracles of again my own friends that I know like in the stories that they have told me and different things like that absolutely crazy stories all through prayer to the Christian God and in faith of the Christian God and those things um so I think that's just something substantial and then the last thing I want to talk about um in this and again I really want to emphasize that there is so much more information um and better spoken I am absolutely positive and better written and all of those things um out in the world proving the Christian God is true um and just providing a lot of information on that on and you can read to tons of people from different religions like Islam or um, who are were totally atheists and even trying to prove Christianity wrong and actually became Christians through that process, different things like that, that you can dive into, which again is just wild in and of its own self. So I encourage you to go check that out if you yourself are struggling in this area or you have friends who are to go check those things out. But the last thing that I want to talk about and why I believe the Christian God is the true God is just my own, or not just, but it is my own relationship, personal relationship with God. The Lord has, um, like I said, for years, I struggle with doubting and the experiences that I have had with the Lord, um, really rooted in his word, which have been really incredible. Um, for myself, I have found to be undeniably like true and real things that occurred, Um, and so I, without a shadow of a doubt, like even if I was never able to convince somebody else in and of my own self, like without a shadow of a doubt, this is what I believe because the Lord has shown himself to me because he has healed me emotionally from the darkest pits I've ever been in, um, on multiple occasions when I thought I was in the darkest pit and then I entered another dark one. He has freed me from sin. He has freed me from doubts, um, He has, you know, just the way that he has shown himself to me. And again, like I am not claiming to have had any of these crazy revelations or miracles or any of those things. But I will say that even in not having those experiences, the Lord has shown himself to me in ways that I would call, you know, miraculous, even if they were not things that other people would call miraculous. And he has transformed me in ways that I would say are miraculous and so like I literally owe my life to him and I think it's something too like almost like 
just Christians all throughout history, but two with the apostles. And you see right after Jesus passes away and they are just passionately proclaiming whether people believe them or not, you know, about Jesus. And they end up a lot of them giving their life um, because they believe it, you know, because they weren't allowed to be proclaiming it and they did. Um, And so they're proclaiming it and they actually were killed for their faith and it's just that same idea that it's like even if I can't convince anybody else like I know this to be true and and so you're gonna tell me that I can't believe this like well I'm going to like I just have to because it's not something that I'm just choosing to believe um hoping that it's true it's something that I know to be real so I'm going to talk a little bit too just about some of those experiences and this is part of my testimony that I've talked about too before on She Lives Purposely but um in that season where I was really struggling with doubts in my faith, um, I was reading in, I think it was Matthew. I'm so sorry that I don't know this reference on hand. I should. Um, this was actually not in my show notes to, to be talking about. So this is just something very impromptu that I really feel like I just wanted to share with you guys. Um, in Matthew, I was reading my devotions one morning and it was the passage where Peter walks on water. Jesus is walking on water and Peter wants to go out and walk on water. It's kind of in this middle of the storm. They're on a boat and he goes out um, and he's looking at Jesus. And then it says that he looks around at the storm and, you know, he gets fearful and he begins to drown. He begins to sink and he says, Lord, save me. And the next verse says that Jesus immediately reached out his hand to save. And I remember reading that and I was so frustrated because I was like, Lord, I have asked you to save me from my doubts on countless occasions, and I feel like you have never immediately come to my aid. Like, it has been years, and I am still struggling with this, um, and you have never immediately come save me. I'm so frustrated, and I just remember closing my Bible, and I was really trying not to let it get to me because I just wanted to be, like, a good Christian, you know, but it really was because I just was, I was frustrated that I felt like, Something that had happened to somebody else in scripture wasn't happening for me. He wasn't showing up in the same way for me. So again, just those those words that he immediately reached out his hand to save. Um, and later that night, we had chapel. I was in Bible college at the time. I don't know if I already said that, but um, we were in chapel. And it was one of the first times they started playing this song. But um, it is called I Am Set Free. And the verse goes, you are the hand that reaches out to save. I am set free. And I just remember like hearing those lyrics. And again, it could sound very coincidental, but very much in that moment was like, it was beyond the shadow of doubt. I was like, I know that this is actually for me. Like the Lord is speaking to me right now. Like I am the hand that reaches out to save was almost like God was like, I hear you. Like I'm about to speak to you. Can you hear me? Like we have this like connection moment. I don't even know if that makes sense, but, um, it was like the Lord really met me in that moment. And the next lyric said, I am set free. Um, and I knew in that moment that the Lord was saying to me that he had already set me free, whether I felt it or not, whether I had claimed that or not, he had already set me free. He had already won the battle. And from that day on, I genuinely never struggled with another doubt again, which was crazy. Um, but then three days later, um, I, I went through my, my grandma had, um, my abuela had been killed. Um, she was murdered. Um, and that, began the hardest season of my life ever, um, where I just then began to no longer struggle to 
know and no, no longer struggle with doubting whether or not God was real and whether this was the real, the true um, truth, you know, and this is the way to heaven and all of those things, but really beginning to wonder, like, is God good? You know, can I, can I rely on him? Like all of those kinds of questions and really struggling with that. And that lasted for months. I remember there was a point in that. Um, well, up until that for months, I just was crying every day. And there was even a point I remember just looking up in my house, up into the sky. We had these skylights, I think they're called, um, or sky windows or whatever it is. And just crying out, like angrily screaming at God because I just didn't understand how he could allow something like that to happen. Um, somebody to kill my innocent grandmother and um I just remember going to um a conference it was a it was actually a retreat so that happened in September and then in March of the next year I went to a retreat and leading up to that I remember my friends were telling me you know God is going to meet you we've been praying we know he's going to meet you and I'm thinking to myself like yeah okay like sure you know um really doubting it because I genuinely was like in the depths of despair it really was um pure sorrow and anger like I remember there was even points um just very transparently where it was hard for me to sing praise songs because I was like you know things where it was like you are good and I'm like I don't know if you are because you allowed something like this to happen just really struggling um and then so I went to this conference um or this retreat and we opened it up on the very first night we're reading scripture and we open up to second corinthians 1 and it talks about suffering and it said, blessed be the God and father, um, or blessed be the God of all comfort rather who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort others who are in any affliction with the comfort that God himself has comforted us with. Um, and I remember reading that and it was very much for the first time ever, I think in my life where I actually felt like I heard God's voice and the words and I, and I'm I hate when people exaggerate things so I'm not going to exaggerate a single ounce of it to you it literally was like the words had lifted off of the page to me like they became 3d and lifted up just this passage on suffering and I just remember really like hearing God almost it felt like but I really feel like the Lord spoke to me in that moment and was like, you know that I am good. Like, and I hear you and I see you and all of these things, like we're talking about suffering and like, I am the God of all comfort and your pain is, has a purpose and you're going to comfort other people and all of these things. And like, just, it was just this wave of like, oh my gosh, like the Lord has met me. And I remember just reading it and the words lifted off the page and I just didn't even like, it just was this crazy moment. And we had finished the session and he gets up the pastor to lead worship and they start singing I am set free which was the song that I had that had literally set me free from years of doubting three days before my grandma had passed away um and it didn't really hit me until I heard the words you are the hand that reaches out to save I am set free and um I just, I just remember I literally like fell down to my chair and just started weeping because in that moment I really felt like the Lord had washed away all of the anger and sorrow that I had been feeling in a like floods of it. It had just like flowed out of me. Um, and, and I really just felt like I had been so healed by, 
by him in that moment with those words and just him meeting me very tangibly in that moment. Um, and, and from that point on, like, again, like I've said before, beyond the shadow of a doubt, like I know that the Lord met me and I know that he is real and I know that he has the power to heal hearts because he did, he healed mine. Um, and, and so I know, and that's when I'm, when I'm talking about this fourth point of my personal relationship with the Lord, that is part of what I'm referring to. And that's not all of it, but that is, um, something that I have talked about on She Lives Purposely before, and it's a really big part of it. So, um, praise the Lord because he's just so good and so faithful and so worthy to be praised. And he is so real and powerful. And, um, and I firmly believe that with all of my heart and mind. So I hope that that, I don't know that I honestly was not planning on sharing that whatsoever. So I hope that that was an encouragement to you. Um, yeah, I really was not expecting to share that. So anyway, all that to say, I hope this was an encouragement to you. Um, I hope that you are just, yeah, encouraged by this and exhorted by it and feel equipped by it. But um, if you have more questions, again, always feel free to reach out to me via email or DM on Instagram. I am here for you. All things doubts are things that I have definitely struggled with um, and have looked into like no other thing in my life. So um, I am here for you and I understand where you're coming from. You are not alone in this. The Lord sees you and he knows your thoughts and your hearts and he has all the answers to all of your questions. I love you guys so much and I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening to today's conversation. I would love to hear what you thought about the podcast on Instagram at she lives purposefully and to rate and review us wherever you're listening from. It really helps us to serve you guys better and just lets us know what you're thinking and feeling and what you're looking for even. Um, so feel free to do that. And also tell your friends about the podcast. Let them know if it's been an encouragement to you, go and encourage them with it. Thank you so much again for listening. I love you friends.